Hey guys, uh, before you listen to this episode, uh, Chase and Robert here. Say something, Robert. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Uh, so if you read the title, this episode is called Tooth Fairy, uh, and if you are listening with children, uh, if you're catching my drift, there might be something said in this that uh, you don't want children to hear. Exactly. Even though it's called the Tooth Fairy, it go it goes a little bit of a darker direction than you might expect, and also we spoil certain things. Yeah, if you're listening to this with children, maybe this is one you want to skip. Otherwise, yeah. Enjoy the episode! I'm Robert Therrell. I'm Chase Bridges. And we both want to be screenwriters. So listen along as we find out how. Each week we'll outline a new short film. And maybe even write some of our favorites. This is Written By. We forgot the bowl. Yeah, that's nope. that's nope. what's happening this week. We forgot the bowl. Yeah, we were we were shooting with the bowl for a video that by this point has long been out, and I hope y'all enjoyed. I'm a I'm a <laughs> fan of it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. In fact, I want to say that it is the greatest podcast promo ever. Honestly, I'm trying to think of other podcast promo videos. I can't can't think of any yeah I, <laughs> that I sounds like the bowl you could just do that while oh, i okay yeah, yeah. i i managed to save the day i found a random list randomizer so i put all the topics from our share note into this so. oh wow how long did that take you i was only gone like two minutes i know yeah i just i found one yeah hot dog so technically the bowl's obsolete but we aren't gonna we aren't gonna get rid of it no 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 it's the bowl also, this is a mon- monumentous occasion. I'm about to pop open my first liquid death. Yeah, so guys, in the studio... Hold on, let's see how he likes it first. It's cold water. What flavor? Is it's that regular? Uh, it's on the other side. Mountain water. Oh, okay, no flavor? No. Okay. So guys, in the in the written by studio, which if you listen to Church Stories, is also the Church Stories studio. It's the after school podcast studio, yes. essentially. Uh, Shama Mrema ordered like five cases of liquid death for the studio. <laughs> and so the studio is now soda free. It's just liquid death water. I am a fan of this. It's yeah. very, it sounds so, it's such a first world problem thing, but you could taste slight differences in various water <laughs> brands. <laughs> There's also flavors. So there's like chainsaw yeah, mango. water, yeah. Yeah, they're really good. I, I highly recommend the flavors as well. Okay. I'll have uh, to try one of those. Okay. Written by podcast, the number one podcast in the world. Right behind all the other ones. Right behind all the other ones. Uh, we hope you've been enjoying season two, man. We've, I feel like we really learned a lot from the first season. Mm-hmm. And we've really just upped the ante for season two. We've had great from the bowl shorts we've had great rival pitches the introduction of rival pitches i've been having a blast yeah man i i feel like especially from the bowl it's been Mm -hmm. more more straight back-to-back bangers than ever before hope the audience feels the same way but i i personally i've enjoyed it yeah if you guys haven't been listening on a weekly basis you've been missing out that being said is it time for from the bowl. I think this is going to be the greatest episode 
from the bowl. All right, all right. Yes, we are hearing the actual bowl as I click this list randomizer. Okay, number one was modern retelling of Shakespeare, which we did this season. First from the bowl episode. Oh, yeah, we already did it. But our number two is one we haven't done. This was a listener suggestion. I don't, I forget who sent it, but we are doing a short film about the Tooth Fairy. Okay, the Tooth Fairy. Tooth Fairy. Okay. Now, think about the Tooth Fairy. The, the magical fairy that takes children's teeth in exchange for... Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. What? 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 I know what listener sent this. There is there is more to this than Oh, the... there's more to it than it meets the eye? Hold Oh, man. I've been waiting for this one, actually. Oh, okay. okay. This whole okay. episode just got switched around. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is a very special episode because it was it was a friend of mine that sent this suggestion in to the podcast. I know in our share note, it just says Tooth Fairy, but there's more to it. I have a video. I have permission to play this video from the subject in it. Now, this is something that the subject posted. They were getting their wisdom teeth out, Mm. and they were very high on the wisdom teeth drugs. Right. And they posted this thing. And my friend was like, hey, that'd be a good idea for the written by team. So about to play you this video and we'll hear what's up. I'm excited. I got my teeth taken out and they didn't let me keep them. So the tooth fairy can't come. I that was my last chance to see him and to say hello. And I didn't even see the teeth. I don't know where they went probably in a box somewhere does the dentist keep my teeth what if my dentist takes wisdom teeth puts them under his pillow (laughs) and then he collects money from the tooth fairy (laughs) maybe that's why they're are so many dentists because of <laughs> they're getting rich off the tooth fairy too. Okay, now we got something. Yes, so this this isn't just a short about the tooth fairy. We are we are exploring the concept of what if a dentist exploited the tooth fairy. <laughs> and uh yeah, since y'all couldn't see the video, there is a very funny like moment of realization where her eyes get wide. She's like, wait a minute. It all adds up. <laughs> That's really funny. Okay, so we pretty much have the story, right? We have a we have a, a dentist who steals teeth, uh huh. So that way he can, he or she can put the teeth under the pillow, yeah, to get money from the tooth fairy. Yeah. So there there are a few directions we could go. We could go like the origin of like when he discovered that this could be a thing, or we could do. That, like, this dentist has established been doing this for a while, and this is the first time that, like, someone catches on to it and tries mm. to bust him. That would be cool. The first thing that popped in my head was, like, the idea that this kid became a dentist because he he figured it out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Okay. Like, he's built his dentist empire from the tooth fairy or something like that. Yeah. 
There's a lot of fun things we could do with this. This is a fun exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah. Because I could, I could picture. I think it's more fun to do it about like this is the first person to figure out that they could like use the tooth fairy as supplemental income. But I could like also imagine a scenario where it's like this has been established, people have figured it out, and there's almost like a kind of like mob around the tooth fairy. <laughs> and it's almost like a Scorsese film, but it's people like trying to bribe the tooth fairy to be like, yo, I got the best teeth here at at I was about to name check my actual dentist, but uh, at at Derek's family dentistry, we got the best wisdom teeth tooth we fairy. Got, we got the best teeth over at Ashby Park Dentistry in Greenville, yeah. South Carolina. They paid me to say that. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, but if you would like your business sponsored by Written By, email us at writtenbypodcast at gmail.com. Okay. I, what if... Okay. The idea about the Scorsese film. Uh -huh. What if we play it like a straight mafia gangster film, <laughs> but like, and we play it so straight, but it's uh -huh. about people trying to get teeth for the tooth fairy because that's the big uh -huh. source of income. Okay. In our world, is like the tooth fairy a common thing, or is it like it's a secret that like the tooth fairy is real? And once you like. You go to like the top dentist schools and like right before you graduate, there's like a hazy ritual. And that's when you're told, hey, the tooth fairy is real. He runs everything because it, 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 I think it, it's a little more fun if it's like shrouded by secrecy. Yeah. Like the normal world. Because here's the issue, though, right, is if the tooth fairy is real, surely someone is going to find out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Should we put like a. A. Like a warning in the beginning of this in case a kid listens. <laughs> You're like, oh man, we I can't could. wait to listen to written by. The tooth fairy isn't real. <laughs> yeah, we should definitely put okay, a warning yeah, in the we'll beginning. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. We need to remember to record that at the end and we'll, okay. we'll put it at the beginning. Yeah. Man, it just occurred to me how terrible <laughs> would that have been yeah. if we ruined some childhood. Anyway. Okay, so what if this is the dynamic? The tooth fairy is real. Not me. There, there has to be some sort of stipulation. Yeah. Uh, like otherwise, everyone would figure it out, right? Mm -hmm. So, what is the stipulate? What is, What do you have to do in order for the tooth fairy to actually show up? What if? Uh, so you know how biblical angels they are presented as like cute little babies with wings, but really, but like then there's like yeah, there's the internet meme of like the biblically accurate angel is like this monster with a ton of eyes or something. What if there's a similar dynamic with the tooth fairy to where it's like the tooth fairy is like this ghostly monster that could like disappear at will or something. And it's actually like a scarier thing in reality. Oh snap. Yeah. What if, what if the tooth fairy is real, but you have to know like how to, like you can't just put the tooth under the pillow. Yeah. You have to actually like, like, what do you have to, like, dig up at a dirt crossroads and put the tooth in the dirt? And then when you come back the next day, there's money there. And it's like, and it's like $100 a tooth. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the, uh, you know, the ritual of parents doing that to their children. That was, like, the result of, like, centuries of the story being retold. Yeah. And it was passed down in folklore and people do it for fun. But there is, like, a real origin There to is it. a real ritual. There is a real origin. Yeah. And it's, like, the origin is, like, because, like, that's kind of, like, the the dirt 
crossroads is like how you sell your soul or whatever. Yeah. But it's like all you have to do is you have to find a dirt crossroads, you dig a hole, you place the tooth, you put it back. The next day, you dig up the hole, and there's money there. Wow. So we're we're about to do like the Robert Eggers Tooth Fairy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So so a so a mop so a like you said the thing about like once you get like to a certain level of dentistry yes it's like hey by the way if you need to make m- extra money with your teeth uh-huh. that you you know people don't want it back or whatever yeah this is what you can do uh-huh. and so maybe we have like this guy who went to dental school and all that and he realized like yo all of my income is from the tooth fairy. I don't even need to be running this business. The only reason uh-huh. I need to run this business is to get the teeth. But what if I steal the teeth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or do we want to do like, this is a new person just figuring out this whole thing. Like there's an experienced dentist that's been doing this for a while. He notices something shady is going on. Like he's looked into the books at this dentistry and it's like, wait, oh. we do not serve enough people to be making this much money. And there, there could also be a thing where it's like the lead dentist like pulls a tooth and he's like, I don't think that needed to be pulled, you know? Oh snap. So we kind of do like a under, like a unraveling a conspiracy movie. Like, yeah. A, so like it's a David Fincher. Yeah. Film. Yeah. And he, it somehow ends up with him following this dentist as he's driving somewhere sketchy. And then that's when, like, the ritual happens and Scary Tooth Fairy appears. Oh, snap. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, he follows them, and they arrive at this crossroads, and he's got his binoculars, and he watches them dig a hole, place, like, a bag of teeth, Uh puts it, and then the dentist leaves, the head dentist leaves, and then he sticks around and watches, and then he sees the creepy Tooth Fairy arrive. I imagine it looks like, oh, man, have you seen Midnight Mass? Mm-mm. Um. Okay. Okay. Add it to the list. Well. Okay. I, I he looks. Catch up. I imagine he looks like a Nosferatu, a Nosferatu Ooh, type yeah. thing. Obviously. Yeah. Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Yeah. Okay. That's so. Cool. Do we do we open with like, this is like a new person just out of dental school. He's assisting someone. The lead dentist is like, "Yo, we got to pull your tooth," and then to the side, he's like, "Well, I don't know if he's like, no, we got to pull this tooth." Oh. He, you know when you go to the dentist and it's like the dentist doesn't actually do anything. Yeah. The assistant does all of it, and then the dentist shows up. And he's like, "Oh, yep, looks good." Mm-hmm. What if? Okay, so what if our main character? Or my, I mean, my dentist does stuff. No, plugging my dentist. Oh, what does your dentist do? He's just always there. You know, he, he does he, the whole thing. Actually, yeah, he does the whole thing, and the assistant like holds like other oh, things in snap. place. I don't think that's common. Really? No. Okay. From what I understand, I mean, it's how it is in my dentist, but also, like, I always hear jokes about it and memes about it. The dentist does not do anything. Yeah. I will say, last time last time I went to the dentist, I had the thought, because I was there for a long time. Mm. It was, like, three teeth just getting filled. But I was like, you know what? I bet there are, like, dentist meme pages and I want to go look at because I I love so much like memes about very specific things, yeah. even if I don't get them. And right. sure enough, there are plenty of like dental like meme pages and just people like tweet things like, you know, it's a picture of Tom and Jerry. And it's like when the M25 is accidentally in the whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to me. 
Okay, there's dentist lore. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, our main character, what's a is a dentist assistant, and maybe he's like noticing like yeah, he's hey. noticing more teeth are being pulled. He's like, hey, I checked that mouth. Like, it yeah. really didn't need that tooth pulled. Mm-hmm. I had a dentist one time. We left. My family left this dentist because it seemed like they were always like charging us for stuff that we didn't really need yeah so maybe yeah. it's a similar thing maybe that the dentist center our main character is like hey like he didn't even really need that tooth pulled yeah. like why did he ins- why did the dentist insist it's very common for dentists to say that you need a filling when yeah you don't necessarily yeah, yeah. um so yeah he's like wow he doesn't really need that and then like so after he realizes that, he's like, I wonder how many other teeth. So maybe he starts noticing it more and more. Uh-huh. He's like, what's going on? So he goes and he, he sneaks into the, the office one night and he's looking through the books and he's looking at the money. And he's like, mm-hmm. we only had one customer yesterday. How did we make this much money? Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, man, maybe he's like stealing from the company. But then he's like, but the company's making money. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's not stealing from the company. There's like there's a second income. And so he's following through this like spider web uh, conspiracy mm-hmm. until it gets to the point where like he starts following him. Yeah, I think we could we could condense all that in one scene. Just hit hit all the major discovery moments, but it's like it's like right before they're about to close for the day. It's the last patient. He pulls a tooth, and the assistant like talks to another person. It's like, yeah, I didn't. I don't know if that tooth needed to be pulled. And then it's like, well, you know, he likes to like do things as precautionary or whatever. It's like, still, I don't, I don't know about that. And then, <laughs> right after the procedure, right as this conversation is going on, lead dentist walks out and he's like, "Hey, make sure to clean up for me. I'll see you." And then we like do a pan and we see him get into his like Porsche or Lamborghini or something. Yeah. And then that's what he says to the other assistant. And How's he making so much money? This is a small town. There aren't that many people. It's like, I don't know. Anyway, you got closed and I'm about to leave too. And so he's closing the dentist's office. That's when he sneaks into the books. Yeah. He looks through the books. He's like, wow, where's all this money coming from? And maybe there's even like there's an address or something on the books and he decides to go to it. And that's how mm-hmm. we lead into the next part. Well, maybe we do just to kind of flesh it out a little bit the next day he's like i'm gonna follow the dentist okay after work so the dentist is like all right i'm heading out you guys close up he go he looks at the other guy and he's like hey can you lock up tonight yeah see ya and he jumps in the car and he follows him okay we need to and then we could we we need to like establish (laughs) like why would he follow this person Oh, maybe maybe he notices him putting, like, teeth in a bag, putting it in his pocket, and leaving. Okay. Okay. He's like, that's still. I don't think that would be enough to be like, oh, he's taking teeth. I need to follow his car. I think if he's going to follow him, he's got to think that he's going somewhere Somewhere. specific. Yeah. Okay, so maybe he's like, where's all this money coming from? He's looking at the books. He's like, where's this money coming from? Uh, he opens a drawer, and he just sees, like, a jar of teeth, which I guess wouldn't be super weird, mm-hmm. right? 
but then maybe maybe it's labeled for the fairy or something He's like yeah, okay. what <laughs> for the fairy what is that and then maybe like you said it has an address maybe or okay here here's what we could do i i love the visual of like there's a jar or a bag of teeth like in this drawer or something Ooh. what if like he he sees that and then he sees on the books there's like a fake company that's like giving the money and it's like the west side ferry but it's like f-e-r-r-i and there's an address oh that's so he's good. like i gotta go to the ferry but then Maybe. it leads him to the middle of nowhere it's like there's no ferry in the desert or something yeah no like it's like in the middle of a city yeah and and uh Maybe there's even like a note. It's like for drop off Friday. Yeah. So Friday after work, he gets in the car. He yeah. follows them. Maybe they're going down this street, the city uh, street. Yeah. And as he gets closer, there's like a big sign, and it's like the mafia. And he's like, oh, is he gonna pull into the mafia? Yeah. <laughs> and then he passes the mafia, and then there's like a big sign that says money laundering yeah. plus gambling. <laughs> and he's well, like, oh, is he gambling? And then he drives past that. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you my my inspiration for this was a. Uh, and it's always sunny. Frank has like a fake drink company, and that's yeah. where they like shell a bunch of stuff for their pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I'm picturing that, like, yeah, this is a similar thing. There's like a fake company on the books, but they have to put an address, and so he puts the crossroads. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he follows him to the crossroads. He he's watching them from his car. We see him gets out to the dirt crossroad, yeah. digs a hole, puts the jar of teeth in, covers it up, gets in his car, and leaves. That guy's like, what in the world? So he gets out, he looks around, pulls it out, he's like, what in the world? And then maybe the tooth fairy shows up yeah. right then as he's holding the teeth. Yeah. So I think I think we're doing great, like structure wise, my favorite thing for like a short is to have a very clear, like three act, beginning, middle, end. So like the mm-hmm. beginning, this one conversation, him looking at the books, middle, he arrives at the location the ritual summoning the tooth fairy happens yeah. and then we just need like our end because yeah. like woody i don't know does he make it out unnoticed does the tooth fairy see him and stuff go down i think the tooth fairy sees him yeah and like literally like walks up as he's holding yeah. this jar of teeth yeah he's like about to accept the teeth but then he just like ominously like turns and looks his direction yeah and then Maybe we have like a dialogue scene. We yeah, we need an ending that makes sense. What what would you do if you found out that you work for a dentist who is selling teeth? Like, cause it's not yeah. like, um, it's not unmoral. Yeah, you know. I'm trying to think, cause honestly, I know you haven't seen it, but Midnight Mass has a kind of similar conceit, only it's about the church instead of a dentist office. Okay. But, uh, I need to watch it. Yeah, cause like in Midnight Mass, it's like half of the people are invested enough in the organization or in the person leading it that mm-hmm. they go along with it and then the other half they're scared about it and then out of that half half of them die and the other half are like the heroes okay so, so like we could do oh wait either either the hero makes it out or you know dies because he, he discovered yeah. it yeah well what if what if we don't do either Okay. What if, what if he he the tooth fairy walks, <laughs> floats up or whatever, and he like he's like, what? Who are who are you? Do you think they does the tooth fairy speak English? 
Or is it like a creepy? I could imagine. Like I, I picture like if we're doing scary, like vampire inspired, he's mostly silent. Okay. You know, Nosferatu, Nosferatu doesn't oh, talk yeah. a but lot. But it needs to be. I think the Tooth Fairy needs to be like female. Okay. A yeah. creepy female because we, we don't that. get a lot of those like yeah. creepy female yeah. m- monsters. Um. It's like Dwayne Johnson is the Tooth Fairy. Uh, <laughs> um. What if he's like? He's like, what? You make a hundred dollars a tooth. What if our main character then goes on to like trying to? He's like, this is a get rich quick yeah. thing, right? So what if after that now he's like a serial killer, but not a serial killer. Like he's just like going around and knocking people's okay. teeth out and stealing them. I was thinking something similar. I think I have like a shorter way of doing. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in our world. The Tooth Fairy as, like, parents doing their children, like, saying that that's, like, a story that's derived from a real thing. Mm-hmm. And, of course, as with, like, every fairy tale, the real story is much darker. Yeah. What if the Tooth Fairy, it's not just that this fairy likes teeth. It's that this is, like, an evil spirit and it thrives off violence. And so it wanted people knocking each other's teeth, teeth out. out. And that's how it gained power. It gains power from those teeth. And so if our lead character was to be corrupted, he would get discovered. Things are about to go down. He, like, fights and punches the lead dentist, and his tooth falls out. He offers it as sacrifice to the tooth fairy. Uh, What if we do, like, Sweeney Todd, but with dentists? Okay, yeah. So it's like... This guy sees how much money, money corrupts. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So the guy sees the Tooth Fairy show up. Maybe maybe they don't interact. Okay. Maybe he's just watching. And he watches the Tooth Fairy reach into the ground, grab these teeth, and leave the money. And he walks over there, and he looks at how much money. It was like a jar of like 30 teeth, $100 a tooth. What's 30 mm-hmm. times 100? 3000 right? Yeah. Is that what yeah? Yep. <laughs> That's $3,000. He's holding this $3,000, and he just immediately is corrupt mm-hmm. and he's like oh my gosh maybe he goes back to the dentist tree or whatever and he confronts the lead dentist and he's like we need he's like i first of all i caught you and i want in he's like i want some of this money and they have an argument they have an altercation and what if he's like what if he kills the dentist uh, in like a fit of rage he accidentally kills the dentist right and he's like oh god oh god but then he's like Wait, what if I pull all the teeth? How many teeth are in your mouth? Good bit. Oh, no. (laughs) Good bit. Here, let me Google it. Okay. I like where this is going. Think, I mean, think it like practically about it. And also like from the perspective of a viewer, I would want to challenge us to like end the short at that location, Mm -hmm. at that same event. I like thematically where that's going, but like, can can we do like rework it? A, yeah, a reworked, quicker version of it that all takes place like right at that location. Oh, where... so he confronts him at the crossroads. Yeah. Okay, so a mouth has uh, thirty-two teeth. All right, I thought it was around thirty. So, I should have said that instead of a good, <laughs> a good bit. <laughs> so a, a mouthful of teeth is three thousand two hundred dollars. Okay. So. What if but the- also, okay, 
that's how much it is in the real world. I think to be to want to interact with an evil spirit on a weekly basis, it'd have to be like more ten times as much. Yeah. Okay. So how how many dollars? Five hundred dollars. Like two? okay, like I'm not I'm not like visiting Satan on a weekly basis for like three thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So what are we talking here? Five hundred dollars a tooth. That would be I mean, sixteen thousand dollars for a mouth. Yeah. You know that's a it's a car. Yeah. You a know. Nice uh, one. Yeah. I wouldn't do it, but you know. I would think about it for a second. A more <laughs> evil person would do it. Right. Like yeah. someone who's corrupt and wanting money. Yeah. That's a that's a good sixteen thousand yeah. dollars for a mouth, like thirty two yeah. teeth. If you can get more yeah. teeth you know, if you can get a hundred teeth. Yeah. I okay, okay. What if like we establish at the beginning of this episode that or not this this film right. that this dental assistant he really needs money. It's like He's got a dental job, but he has a lot of debt from dental school, and mm. there are like other factors. So it's like he needs money quick. Yeah. And again, like I think, I think the condensed version of "I need in on this," I'm all of a sudden corrupted, is if he like has the motivation to do that, and then he's like, "Wait, how much for each tooth?" And he says that amount of money, and to him, that's a life changing amount of money. And so he's like, "Huh." Socks the dentist. Yeah. And pulls just, out a wrench or something. And just, yeah, like in like a animalistic. Yeah. Like just maybe he's a he has a gambling addiction. Oh, okay. Okay. He owes a lot of money yeah. to like some some, you know. Yeah. We've seen movies. There's always mm-hmm. someone that you owe money to when you have a gambling addiction. Yeah. And he's just kind of like stressed. And maybe that morning at work, we complete let's throw everything out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that morning at work. He he goes into the dentist, the head dentist's office. He's like, "Hey man, can uh-huh. I I really need a raise. I'm I'm struggling financially right now." Yeah. And you know, dental assistants make good money. I'm pretty sure. Let me yeah. see here. But it's like that first year, you still got all the school debt. Like it takes a while yeah. for it to get paid off. And yeah, I like gambling because it's very feasible that like even though he's making good money, he owes a lot more than that. Yeah. Uh, a dental assistant makes anywhere from thirty thousand to forty-seven thousand dollars a year, but he has this gambling addiction that he owes money to, and he still has school loans. And he's uh, all of his money and his paycheck each week is going to this gambling debt. And so he's not being able to pay his student loans, and he's just really struggling financially. And or okay, here's here's how we could establish that. We keep the first scene as is, but like when he's sneaking through the books, he sees the address right when he's about to leave. There's a dude waiting for him. Outside of the dentist office. Oh, and he's Someone like, he owes money too. hey, buddy, did you get paid? Maybe he's picking up his paycheck from the desk, yeah. and that's when he stumbles upon. And he just like takes it. He like, takes yeah, yeah, the, this guy takes, takes the, the paycheck, paycheck right yeah, out yeah, of yeah. his. Yeah. And then, so he, fa- then he goes to the crossroads. Yeah. He sees the dentist making the, the transaction. He gets out and confronts him about it. The dentist is like, well, hold on, man. Like, here, it, it, I'll give you a, a cut. Like, this is what happens. This is what the two fairy does. This is how we make our money. And then the guy kind of starts putting it together. Our main character starts putting it together. And he's like, so you're telling me you get $500 for a tooth? And the guy's like, yeah. Bam. Yeah. Like animalistic. And he goes to his car and he gets out his like dental uh, kit or yeah. something. And he, and he just starts yanking teeth. And he, and he throws the teeth in the jar and he puts it in the ground and he puts the dirt back. And then he... 
Uh, I like the idea of him being like a, almost like a like a, a, a serial killer. Like he kills people for their teeth. I think this could be like the origin for it. Right. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like, mean, we're we're clear we're establishing that like he's he's motivated by his debt, but it could be almost like a Walter White situation where, where that's how he gets into, into it. it. Yeah. But then once you're in it, well, it's so really hard to get out. What of does it. he do though now? Like with this guy. Yeah. So he's... I'm thinking. I'm thinking like we would end that scene with him beating up dentist pulling teeth, and we wouldn't even like show too much of it because it's scarier to just like. Like we apply just, the start of it. It's a low angle looking at our main character's face, and there's just yeah. with each punch, blood pops into his face, and then yeah. he's yanking out. Yeah, teeth. No, I would cut like that first like wrench going in, him about to pull is like just a little like in that cut, and then we would just need like one shot to wrap it all up, where he's like back in the dentist's office, and since the lead dentist is gone, maybe he's gotten like. Actually, I don't know. Does he kill? Like, It'd be cool if he got like some sort of promotion as a result of like the dentist has gone missing or something. But yeah, like he's running the dentist. I I think. Or wait, him no. Okay, the... yeah, maybe maybe he. We we cut right on him about to pull the tooth, and then we just instantly see a shot that mirrors the first shot, except there's a new lead dentist. They're both looking over a patient, and he just suggests, "Ah, oh, I think that tooth might need to be pulled." <laughs> That's good. That's good. The only thing I want to add is okay. at, so we see him we see him yanking that full first tooth. It cuts to just a like of his face. We see kind of blood squirting up on him as he's pulling tooth for tooth and then uh we cut to him putting the the tooth back in the ground, putting the dirt over it okay. and he looks up mm-hmm. and again we're just seeing his face in a huge bright light. Hey, yeah. It's just shining at him and he and he's like blinded by it and you just see a giant smile on his face. Oh, that's nice. And then hard cut. He's in the dentist office with a new dentist. Yeah. And then he makes that Hey, maybe we should pull that tooth. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, it doesn't look too bad, but hey, rather be safe than sorry." <laughs> yeah. Um and then uh, that guy just, you know, maybe he looks dead in the camera and just yeah. grins. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, my thought process. Uh huh. What ha- did he? Does he kill the dentist? Because like, he's yanked all the teeth out of his mouth. Like that guy. What does that guy? You know, what do you do after that? You can't have him running around. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there even like has to be an answer. I mean, I think it's feasible that like. I think we should show that like a new dentist has appeared. So and I in, think it's almost scarier to be like, wait, what did what, he do? Where, why is yeah. the old guy not? Because it could be he died. It could be he's like traumatized and do something else. Or yeah, that's really fun. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, man, this this did not go the direction I expected. Me either. This this has been sitting in my written by folder. On for my a phone. long, long time. Yeah, since like we started this podcast, and wow, it became a really cool like psychological horror yeah. movie. I really like, and dude, I think it's the quickest we've done a short. Yeah. overhead shot of a dentist and a dental assistant 
who are Dr. Brown and Mort. And they are looking over a patient. You got the little light kind of behind them, flaring into the lens. Looks real cool. Dr. Brown's looking in this patient's mouth, and he's like, ah, yeah, I think we're going to have to pull it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then Mort just kind of looks at him. He's like a little shocked. He's like, are you sure that needs to be pulled? I mean, I don't think that... Dr. Brown is like, yeah, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry in these situations. Yeah, we're going to go in and pull the tooth. Or it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't think we need to do that. And the dentist just sent her up. He's like, hey, why don't you hand me that tool? And then <laughs> that's where that scene cuts. Sorry, I have assistant written down everywhere here. And I'm uh, trying to mentally replace it with yeah, Mort. Yeah, you, you can just say assistant. We'll get <laughs> that it's Mort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we cut to Mort and another dental assistant. They're chilling. We see that patient leaving, and then the door is being locked behind him. It's 5 o'clock. The dental office is closed now. Mort looks at the other assistant. He's like, hey, so something strange happened. Dr. Brown wanted to pull this tooth. I was looking at it. I really don't think that needed to be pulled. The assistant is like, you know, something similar happened to me, but... You know, I guess we're just fresh out of college. He's the big doctor, so. <laughs> and then right as they're talking about him, Dr. Brown walks by. They jump a little bit. And he's like, hey, y'all do a good job closing. I'll see you bright and early tomorrow. And then we just get a great panning shot of him walking out. Then we pan to the window and he hops into a really fancy Porsche and just zooms off. Really loud motor. Obnoxious even. Then we pan back to... uh the two assistants and Mortis like how does this dude make so much money here we're we're, <laughs> we're a small town we don't even see that many people he says it's like man I don't know Mortis like man but wherever he's getting this money I need a piece of it I'll tell you what <laughs> he says it's like yeah I know this student debt he's like yeah student debt <laughs> the other assistant leaves and Mort is closing he looks into the office, and just out of curiosity, he pulls out some some papers and starts reading them. He's looking at the books for the dentist's office. He's like, there's no, where are we getting all this money? We see like five patients a day. He's got a freaking Porsche. And then that's <laughs> when he comes across this one paper, and he sees uh, a company called South Pines Ferry, F-E-E-R. He's giving them a lot of money a week. And he's looking at it. He's like, South Pines Ferry? I've never heard of this. We don't live near the ocean. What's up with <laughs> And anyway, on this, on this, you know, tax form or whatever, there's an address. And so he, he writes it down. He's about to put it back into the drawer. And that's when he sees there's like a little baggie of teeth. He's like, huh, why, why are there teeth in the desk? And he's like, oh, that creeps him out. Gives him the heebie-jeebies a little... Anyway, he, he's walking out of the dentist's office. He's looking at the address he wrote down. And there's a dude waiting for him outside the office. Maybe even we saw this car next to the portion it was pulling out earlier. But there's this dude waiting for him. He's like, hey, you get paid this week? He's like, yeah, just, just give me one more week. I'll get you your money, I swear. And he's like, nah, man. And then he just like takes his wallet out of his pants, takes all the loose cash out. And he's like... I'll be back tomorrow. You better have all of it or else <laughs> you'll be a patient here instead of a... <laughs> oh, snap. Be a patient here instead of a, a doctor 
I don't know if y'all are even real doctors, but you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> this dude walks away and he, he's angry about like just get jumped basically. He gets into his car, he looks at the address, he drives to it. We cut to we're in basically the middle of nowhere. It's just straight trees everywhere around. And he's like, there is definitely not a ferry out here. We are in South Pines, but there's no no ferry around here. And then he keeps on driving and he comes across like two, two roads converging and he sees the dentist. He's like walking towards the fork in the road. And so really quickly he like swerves off into the trees, gets out of his car. He watches from afar the dentist goes right where the two roads meet and we see he has a bag of teeth similar to the one he discovered in the in the dentist drawer he puts it down on the ground he like draws a little circle around it in the dirt and then a great wind blows and then a light starts to glow and then there's a really ghostly figure appears it's a woman pale white black robes dark circles under her eyes yellow teeth and she stares down at Dr. Brown who's like kneeling before her she bends down slowly she takes the teeth examines them nods slowly puts them in her cloak and then she pulls out a really fat wad of cash and hands <laughs> it to Dr. Brown and Dr. Brown obviously doesn't want to be there much longer. He's pretty creeped out by this, so he just quickly thanks her and starts to walk away. More to seen this whole thing. It's like, whoa, what what the hell was that? <laughs> and he he runs up to Dr. Brown. Dr. Brown notices him, gets a little spooked, and tries to tries to walk away, but he catches up with him quick. He's like, dude, what what, what was that thing that just appeared out of nowhere and it's, it looks like a vampire or whatever and he's like dude you can't you, why are you out here you can't tell anyone you're here that's a what what what, what, what was that thing he's like that's the tooth fairy like, that is the tooth fairy <laughs> that doesn't look like a fairy that doesn't look like drain Dwayne the Rock Johnson what is it he's like and I don't know. I don't want to dwell on this too long, but he's something like, Yo, the tooth fairy is based on a very, real, very dark thing. You shouldn't be messing with. Now you better get out of here. He's like, yo, he looks down at the wad of cash. He's holding. He's like, wait, how, how much did you just make? He's like, oh man, tooth fairy, $500 a tooth minimum upwards of that. She likes them. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how much blood was drawn or they were taken out or what. I don't know. And then he's like, huh? looks at the wad of cash looks back up at Dr. Brown he's a little bigger than Dr. Brown you can take him he's like give me that he snatches it he's like yo he thumbs through it he's like well this is almost enough Need a little more he looks up at Dr. Brown he's like still trying to get the cash but then they both stop they know what he's thinking bam he socks Dr. Brown in the mouth <laughs> He falls over. He bends over him. He starts punching them or whatever. He goes. He goes into. He runs into his car while he's still down on the ground, and he picks out. He has like some spare like dentist tools or whatever. I don't know. We could maybe establish that like they were replacing some old tools that he has in his car or whatever. But anyway, yeah. he has them. He walks back to Doctor Brown, who's struggling to like get up. 
He's all already beaten up. Gets on top of him. Dr. Brown screaming, no, no. He gets like the little wrench or whatever. We hear it like latch onto the tooth, rip a little and it just cuts. He lays 32 fresh bloody teeth onto the ground. He draws that circle around him. You see a big flash of light appear on his face. And then we slowly dissolve too. It's some time later, he and a new dentist are looking over a patient. It's mirroring the first shot. It's the same setup and everything. They're both looking down at this patient. Dentist is operating on him. And we hear Mort say, uh, I think that tooth might need to be pulled. <laughs> and the dentist is like, huh? You know, I didn't think so, but better to be safe than sorry, you know? And so <laughs> he's like, well, you hand me that tool. Mort's like, definitely, sir. And then he just smiles very slyly to himself. Actually, no, dentists wear masks, but we could we could see the like they're, they're Republican dentists. They're not, <laughs> they're not wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, so the dentist is like, "Why don't you hand me that tool?" He does. The camera follows him as he backs away from the broom. He slips off his mask. He's smiling to himself. Man, I like it. Yeah. My teeth hurt from this episode. <laughs> like that whole time I was like, oh, my yeah. teeth. Man, tooth pain is like, it's just something that like uniquely gets like under my skin more than any other yeah. type of pain. Yeah, I have a pretty high pain tolerance, but like one time I had like a tooth that was like chipped and it was, it hurt so yeah. bad. Yeah. Man, what a great episode from the bowl. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at written by pod. This was a fan, uh, a fan sent suggestion and we could make a short based on your suggestion. All you have to do is email us at written by podcast at gmail.com. We get a bunch of them and we always throw them in the bowl. So I guarantee that yours will be thrown in the bowl and maybe it'll be next episode. Maybe yeah. it'll be a year from now. Maybe we'll take your very light family friendly topic <laughs> and turn it into Martin Scorsese meets Nosferatu. <laughs> you never know. And this has been Tooth Fairy written by Robert Therrell and Chase Bridges. Written by Written by Podcast it's time for the Trouble Date Update. And when we were here a week ago, we were stressing out. Didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know if it was going to be good. But since then, we have shot, we have wrapped production on guys, Trouble Date. Guys, it's over. You guys were there. I mean, some of you guys were there when we wrote this originally on episode two, season one. And it has, it is now a tangible thing. It has been shot. The footage is on my hard drive. It just has to be edited. Yeah. And Actual a lot of other stuff. People but... were saying the words to the jokes we wrote on this podcast. It was and they were good. Surreal. And yeah. They were good jokes. Well, they were good performances of the jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Man, just, uh, was just blown away by the cast and the crew that we had on this thing. They really went above and beyond in every way. And like, I know us being 
newer to this, me being a newer director, us not having as much money as other productions, we're, we're, and we're doing really ambitious projects. We, we ask a lot of people, mm-hmm. and despite all of the things that people have to go through, despite having to shoot more pages than what you would normally do, do more setups than what you would normally do, everyone really went above and beyond, and they really over delivered they could they could have phoned it in and made an okay movie but everyone on this crew hey dude i've been on i've been on sets where everybody's getting paid a lot of money Hmm. and people didn't work as hard as people were working on that set that day man everybody worked really really hard it wasn't the best conditions you know it was really hot but everybody was like right there in the thick of it the whole time man what a great day well we shot it two days but that first day is when we really had just a ton and ton of people. So yeah, a bulk of the film was shot in one day and we did a few pickup shots that were a different style the next day, but a majority of it was shot in one long 12 hour day. Yep. But we made our day. Yep. Like there was a little bit there. I think people were like, Oh, we're going to be here late, but we weren't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I get, we could, we could talk about that a little, we could break it down because first of all, like, the big thing taken away from this film, I've heard every director talk about it. They say that table conversations are some of the most brutal things you could film. And that's all we did. Yep. All day long. That's pretty much all we did. If you have, man, man, you got four people around a table, you might not think about that. You have to get so many shots. You have to get so many angles. You have to think about the 180-degree rule and how the 180 line is changing depending on which character is talking to which character so much. And you're shooting the same thing over and over. It was a lot like, um, on on the performance side of things, it was a lot like running a a scene in a play just over and over. Because that's what you do in rehearsals for, for theater is you'll run a scene just over and over and over and over. And that's what we did. We yeah. just ran the same scene over and over and over, but we had different camera setups. And uh, it got it got pretty exhausting. Yeah, so there was, there was definitely a moment where we, for a good portion of the day, we were an hour and a half behind schedule. Yeah. Which, on this film, crew's getting paid. So if we go over time, that's more money. That's also, you know, a lot of really nice people that could have been making more money are on this project. Yeah. You don't you don't you, know, you don't you want to be respectful of people's time. time. Yeah. But essentially, I I really took a lot away from this as a director, especially working with this was my first project I had an AD for. We yeah. had Shaman Rama as my assistant director, which was really helpful. Yeah. What an assistant director is is they aren't the assistant that's like, "Oh, we're going to grab coffee or whatever." They're they're the director's right-hand man and they're one main task is to keep you on schedule Mm -hmm. so if you're running behind schedule the ad has a talk with you it's like hey we got to get here we're not going to make the day here's what we might have to cut they're the ones that are getting the crew to get their things done talking with everyone and yeah shaman was a huge help on this and oh yeah i think a turning point really was when i realized that we have a really incredible crew that can work really well mm-hmm. without me because since I'm used oh, to yeah. since I'm used to such little projects I'm usually hands-on like setting up everything and everything but this is the first time where it's like we have really great gaffer really great cameraman 
really great second AC. They could all work independently. Trevor knows what he's doing. He yeah. could talk to all those people. Shaman knows what he's doing. And so the moment that I was able to let go of that a little and not be standing around with the crew the whole time, but I could mm-hmm. work with the actors and rehearse while things were getting set everything up. Everything sped up every, tremendously. Everything changed. Everything sped up. We had a few setups that just took a while, and there's just nothing you could do to get around that. Yeah. So part of it was another another takeaway is next time we do one of these things, we need a dedicated set deck because yeah. when you're moving around the table, we only had so much set elements, and so we had to move things around, and that just took time. And that's a big thing about, like, the more you inv- advance in something, you, you get bigger and bigger and bigger. You take bigger steps. Yeah. It just involves more people and more money. Yeah. And that's why there's so many people in the credits of a film. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We shot, how many pages did we shoot Monday? Uh, nine. Nine pages. Nine pages. That's a crazy amount. Yeah. Right? Yeah. For a 12 is. hour day. <laughs> yeah. Some film shoots will do like four pages a day. Yeah. There's so many moving parts, but everybody worked really, really hard. Uh, Trevor, Trevor's the same DP that we had for Single with Fangs. Yep. Who else did we have returning? Yep, we had Lois. Lois who started the last one. She was an extra in this yeah. one, which she she really came in clutch. She was. She it was did. great being able to have to rely on a background person that I knew could perform really well. Because oftentimes yeah. it's reactions to jokes that sell the jokes. So yeah, yeah, having her around, invaluable. That was great. We had Gunnar Willis come in for oh, man. a small part. He just man, when he came in, did that first take. Just stole the show yeah. immediately. Tired cast and crew. I could, yeah. Everybody was dying laughing immediately. Yeah. We're all so inspired by it. I'm sure one or two people saw that and were like, oh, this is actually going to be good. <laughs> I'm pretty sure more than one yeah. or two. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I think everyone but us yeah. <laughs> was like, oh, this might actually be something. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had uh, amazing hair and makeup. Yeah. We had Diana on uh, set. And- we had to replace our gaffer super last minute, but got a great guy named Doug. Doug, Dude, Doug. I don't know his last name. Yeah. It wasn't even on the call sheet. Doug just showed up. He's Doug. I still don't know his last name. I met him then. <laughs> Dude, Doug is dope. Dude, he co- he covered so much for us. It would it would look a whole lot jankier if he wasn't there. Yeah, man. He um That that's the thing, guys. Is, is everything's so collaborative. Yeah. Um and everybody was so cool. I mean, the end result, I even even if it even if I, I don't know like I don't know what the line is for like arrogance and, and mm-hmm. confidence and stuff like that, but it's just like, I think it's going to be really good. Uh, and even if other people don't, I'm super proud of it. Yeah. Just because how hard everybody worked. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm really grateful to everyone that was working on that project because, again, there, there, you know, there are more experienced directors out there that can make for a much easier day on set. But I feel like everyone, not only brought 110%, but they're also on board with making a really fun story. Yeah. And they were, they were able to come to cover for a lot of my shortcomings and let the strengths of the story shine. And man, yeah, uh, makeup was also such that was a- so cool. Yeah, it was such- Dude, I was, I got, when I got my makeup done, I looked in the I looked in the mirror and I was like, "Oh my god!" It transformed the character. So much. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" I look yeah. like like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And then, man, I also want to shout the cast so much because, dude, uh, man, they all. So you guys uh, heard our troubles. We were we were trying to get someone to play the role of Craig. 
we reached out to a ton of people. No one was going to do it. And then, like, last second, we casted this dude, Matthew. He killed it, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, and also, big, big shout-out to Abby, our our star, for, like, arranging that. Because she also, she she went way above and beyond of this project that a typical actor on a film would do because yeah. she was... She's trying to help us find extras. She helped us find this person. She that's that's when it helps people. when everybody's friends. Yeah. Because it's like, you'll, they'll work harder than they're supposed to. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not. They're yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I just, the whole cast was so invested in it. And I know, because like, I've been on projects where people are there just for their part. Or yep. they're just there for their check. But ev- everyone was really 110% on that's it. That's so great. Uh, we, and yeah, I can't thank people enough for that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, we had Kara. We we talked about her before in one of the earlier updates. This was the first time she had done anything on film. Yeah, she's a theater performer. Great. She, yeah, man, I I gotta wait to tell my favorite Kara story. It's a it's a secret as of now. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, at some point, you'll you'll hear. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, even though you guys heard um, us write this on the podcast, we have some tricks up our sleeves. We do. We yeah. we tried to make something that even if you had listened to the episode. You're You'll still be caught be, off guard. Yeah, you're still gonna laugh. <laughs> I promise. Um, yeah, guys. I I, th- I think I can speak for both of us when I say we're super excited for this and um, can't wait for it to be out. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll break down more what it was like in a behind the scenes episode. I definitely have so many things I learned from this that mm. you know I would love to share so like other people. Yeah. Could go into a film set knowing yeah. that, but. I didn't learn anything. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I learned, dude. I learned a ton. I learned um, if you're gonna make a cho- if you're gonna make a, a strong choice for your character, make sure you can do it all day. I chewed a whole pack of gum Monday for 12 hours straight. I chewed gum. Tuesday when I went to eat, I didn't eat anything all day. Tuesday, my jaw. I couldn't move my jaw, man. Like chewing it, hurt. It wasn't just normal chewing. You were very accentuated chewing. <laughs> That's so. Funny. That's what I learned. But I wouldn't. That's dedication. I wouldn't do it any other way though, because I think it. I think it was really funny. So guys. Um, yeah, we will. We will stop doing weekly updates because now things will slow down a little. Things will take a little bit longer. We're entering the long editing phase. We have a release date in mind, but we aren't going to announce it because you know a number of things if, could happen. What if something happens? What if? Uh, what if we get hired to make cop rock? <laughs> I don't even know if you guys you guys won't know about that yet. They don't get that, that reference yet. yet. They don't get that yet. <laughs> but guys, you're in for a treat in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll uh, we'll have updates whenever we got something to talk about as far as the editing goes. We'll break down behind the scenes what all we learned more in a future episode. Yeah, biggest takeaway from this one is we really had an all-star team on this one. Yeah. And really when we were panicking last mm-hmm. week and we were both stressed out, what really turned it around was when you pointed out while we were recording, we have the same crew we would have. If, if we, we had a bunch of money. Yeah, if we had <laughs> an unlimited amount of money, we would still have these people yeah. around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once that sunk in, I, I, I knew we could do it. Yeah, and it, it went great, guys. I'm excited for you guys to see it. And I'm also excited to talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. (laughs) What if if I ended every part with just goodbye? Goodbye. (laughs) 
And that does it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Also, huge shout out to Ginny Boylston. You know who that is? That's the person from the video at the beginning of this episode that inspired this whole episode. So thank you so much to her. Also, this episode, it was a listener suggestion, and you too could be responsible for the next From the Bowl episode. All you gotta do is email writtenbypodcast at gmail.com with any suggestions you have, and we put all those suggestions in our bowl that we draw from at the beginning of each episode. So, writtenbypodcast at gmail.com. Also, Rival Pitches. Last week was our Woody episode, and voting is still open for that. If you want to go to our Instagram post from last week with that episode's graphic and leave a comment for which pitch you like the best. Now, last week, we announced a giveaway. We said that we were giving away a free mid-journey invite to someone that voted on the Woody Rival Pitch episodes in the past week, and... I have the usernames in front of me of all the people that voted this past week, and I'm about to pick live in this outro who's going to win the mid-journey invite. So I got a little wheel here, and I'm spinning it now. It's spinning. It's spinning, and the winner is Miss Maelstrom. Miss Maelstrom has won the mid-journey invite, so about to leave a reply to your comment we'll get that info sent to you if you missed out on this giveaway we still have a second mid-journey invite we're giving out we're still accepting entries all you got to do is go to our reel we posted from last week and tag two friends in the comments and you too could be on your way making some sick ai art and lastly guys one more thing we are currently planning out our final episodes for this season we've recorded really far in advance so the season's still going to go on for the rest of the year but we're recording in advance because there's a really cool project we might be doing at the end of the year fingers crossed so looking at the current slate of episodes we've had a lot of fan suggestions for bowl episodes and of course the bowl all that is completely random we toss everything in the bowl but we haven't had that many listener suggestions for the rival pitches and we'd love to do some more before the season ends so if you have a genre a franchise a character a whatever you would love to hear us pitch a feature-length movie on email those ideas to writtenbypodcast at gmail.com we'll do our best to get as many listener suggestions in the final slate of rival pitches for this season also still send bowl suggestions we're really trying to have more listener suggestions for that too but of course that's all left up to chance but yeah written by podcast at gmail.com our instagram is at written by pod one week left to vote on those woody pitches we'll see you next week